Blog Talk Radio. Warning, you have entered the realm of the gods. So give us your mind and your full attention. So you say you deal with esoteric information? I never heard of such. Well, you're in for a treat.
Ended up taking the wrong turn to a no outlet road But there was a school where I couldn't learn Trees that I couldn't burn Parents that weren't concerned about Time spent locked in my room Consumed by my own mind Assuming that the own mind from their parents' things My opinions were formed by the strings of visions online Now I'm unplugged, a neo in the matrix Read between the lines No space to play tricks Truth fiction, crucifixion Whose pond are you fishing in? Back to um, 
intent, heart, the intent, intent of the heart, true mind, heart intent, and the heart the matrix. Dealing with um even just the word heart alone and how it relates to uh hers also but it's a threshold also a what could be a fireplace. The central aspect of the body as well, the solar plexus region, diamond land region as well. But just going to speak on certain aspects of the physical body and how the other subtle bodies, or what we call subtle bodies, the other sheets, relate to the physical body and how we should, um, in essence, participate and in, in, uh, strengthen the physical body from an inward perspective to the outward perspective. So the physical body can tie back into the spiritual, in a certain sense, comes from. Uh, more elevated, but also it can also enhance the body, strengthen the body. So here in the West, exercise basically is primarily is a huff and puff to blow my house down scenario. And with this type of mentality, it's easy to comprehend why there are a lot of burnt out personality traits being what we would call enlightened or those with self-realization. Um, this is not just rooted in the type of exercise we may be doing, like anaerobic exercise, weightlifting, strength, strenuous, cardiovascular type or respiratory type operations uh, throughout the day. It could also be the hour or the time of the day. And because it, this uh, this cycle of the day where the sun is operating, it's also when we have different types of metabolic exchanges, assimilation, digestion, as well as energy conservation and dispersion. So if we're, uh, if we're exercising it in the evening versus in the morning when the heart and the stomach is awoken, doing the heart is actually not just circulating, but it's pumping blood throughout the meridian system and throughout the body, not just on the pavement. With that said, I'm going to do real quick, do some tips and tricks. First tips and tricks is going to be pertaining to the topic bodybuilding. And remember, we're not just talking about physical body. Because when I was thinking about it, I'm like, bodybuilders. You know what? Hold up. Body, that's the, you know, body, by, is, uh, of course, the divine spirit, the divine code. And D means give to or contribute. So it's contributing to the divine code. Then I was like, well, you got body buildings, but where's the body? The body is the temple. Correct. Go to Corinthians 3.16. I'm reading this out of um, the first world order um, literature by Dr. Eileen. So, but um, Corinthians 3.16, chapter 3, verse 16 states, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Then 17 goes on to say, if any man defileth the temple of God, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. So the body is the temple. So who was building temples back in, you know, 45,000, 50,000 years ago? Us Nubians were building temples in Christian Kemet or Ethiopian Egypt along the Nile. So we, we are bodybuilders, and the temple was a, outward expression of the physical body at the temple. 
So if we were building the temple, ten full, ten meaning uh, complete, or it also means incomplete, in this aspect complete, then plug is changed the L to an R because the L and R are interchangeable in the metanetic system. So the L turns to R, we have per, per as in perkin, or per, or super, as in super man, meaning come forth um, daily, or super hero, appear here, meaning to come forth into the light, hero meaning light, appear meaning to come forth. So sentir meaning uh, to completely come forth. So the temple comes forth completely. Pit. You know what I'm saying? So, getting back to what we, I, was, I was speaking on on the, um, the tips and tricks. Tips and tricks, I'm going to bring in the um, the chi cycle or the life force cycle, the raw life force energy, basically how to enhance the vitality throughout the cycle of the day. The Tishin, Divine Cycle. And we are in the month of February again, because it's meaning the purification month. And uh, dealing in the ancient ways of, of mathematics, the 30s or even 28, basically 28 days in a month, this being the shortest month. My phone is beeping up part itself. 14, 14, equaling two cycles of the moon, and also. On growth and death in one month, but purification rates are also in the, in the, in the process of death and going into growth. So we, this month is a month of uh, advancement of by letting go of certain things by the end of purification rates. All right, so the life force cycle in daily life. Um, so what I'm going to do is to give you the time, the the, any, the time of the day, the organ systems of that time of the day, and also different attributes that um, correspond to that organ system in that time of the day. So the first organ we're going to deal with is um, the large intestines. That's it. That's between the time of 5 and 7 a.m. is when that's turned on. So we're getting ready for the day. The heavenly and earthly chi is pouring into the body at that moment like rapidly flowing water. Um, activities should assist the embodiment of dreams. So this is where we collect our dreams again and start thinking about them and, and try to embody them into a physical reality. This is a time to bridge between the spirit world and earthly world. We begin with light meditation, um, chi weightlifting, um, empty force breath, warm-ups, tai chi, gun, finish with meditation. Chi weightlifting, that's like external, you may um, put um, like what tie weights to your legs or to your arms or just uh, anything in that manner. Empty force breathing breath is uh, somewhat like uh, reverse breathing. So you reverse breathe, but at the same time you um, imagine energy spiraling from both lungs, I mean both kidney areas and going down spiraling and bringing it energy in to packing breath as well. Uh, Warm-ups or stretching, tai chi, um, uh, slow moving meditation, martial arts, and qigong, also slow moving meditation. Qigong basically means to discipline the breath or discipline the energy. Gong meaning discipline, and qi meaning the energy of breath. Then finish with another meditation. 
um, like 7 to 9 a.m., the stomach is turned on at that hour, between those hours. This is the time that, um, that the energetic dimension meets the material world of taste and nourishment. It's a good time to go ahead and, and eat that warm breakfast or all-food breakfast. Um, the best time for, for actualizing fruit first and then eat your main meal after that. The earth element governs the digestion and absorption of chi. The earth element is the spleen as well. The spleen belongs to the stomach system, the spleen, pancreas, and stomach system. Um, the digestion and absorption of chi also holds the center, providing peace, steadiness, and balance. It's about connecting and bonding with trust. Um, the spleen is also equivalent to Tahuti, so we're speaking on balance. That's uh, to my, my eye, being the Tahuti. It's a consult of my eye or the, the corresponding energy principle um, within the, within the, the um, part that is the key of life, the comedic system. All right, so um, the next hour is 9 to 11, and the spleen is the actual organ for this hour right here. The action is hard work, earthly, problem-solving, meetings with others, and healing of others. Absorption of the chi or the life force energy is attained by reading and writing. Around this time, studying very beneficial at this hour today, including study of the classics and fulfillment of your grounded earthly mission. So getting out and doing that door knocking or just doing things that's going to improve in your earthly mission. Throughout, the, throughout these hours of the day, 9 to 11. 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., this is the heart um, region. The heart is, is on and pumping the blood. This is when the sun is at its highest peak of service, 20 hours. So the heart is turned on. Creativity and hard work continue. So follow your heart and exercise the spirit that lives in your heart. Here you will find true internal power. Creativity, heart yin begets insight, while heart yang expresses it. So at this time, you got a balance of heart yin and heart yang. You can you can get um, a bridge or just bring in the yin from earlier part of the day of coming in to step then bring in beyond from this part of the day where the sun is uh, starting to bubble a little bit more with the blood and uh, start to express that yin, that creative side. So the spirit resides in the heart during the day and in the liver at night. The liver at night is where the blood is stored and it's also getting this purification process while we're not moving around as much well, while the heart is pumping the blood through, you know, it's resting. So the blood or the spirit resides in the heart during the day or the blood or the spirit, so where the spirit is, blood resides, where the, where the energy, where the mind goes, the energy follows. So where the you know, with the um, breath goes, the chi follows. And that's, that was that is basically the same as where the spirits are throughout the movement of the day where we're breathing. That's where it's going. So we're not ready to lay still. It's close to the liver. Places the movement. Unless we're agitated or, you know, in that state of mind. So, but we'll get back to all that. When the 3 p.m. is the smaller test, it's time for lunch. Time for, is it, um, it's the coming down phase, time to switch the power system down. A brief nap is cool, a power nap, a brief meditation, just to get the 
the energy, get enough energy for the remainder of the day as well as just to calm the mind a little bit from all the hectic hustle bustle throughout the day as well. Um, the small intestine purifies the creativity of the heart. So the small intestine is taking, taking out some of those uh, negative toxins um, throughout throughout this part of the day as well when we uh, digest those those elements. Three to five p.m. The bladder. This is the time for activities that are more mundane and require little intellectual power. So you know, not much thinking is involved in stuff like taking apart a part of, or putting a puzzle together. You know, I don't guess that's too much intellect. I, you know, it could require more than that, but something that's not that, uh, that like you know, solve problem solving, big problem. Algebra or geometry, you know. The exercise and absence, you know, also may be a waste of time due to the fact that the bladder is, this is what I was mentioning earlier, but due to the fact that the bladder could be, um, well, it is turning down and the heart is turning down, the kidneys, the body starts doing its work. So it's, it's really like the body is starting to shut down. So between three and five, seven, Light exercise may be okay, you know, some stretching, getting the body loose, prepared for meditation or bed. You just have, you know, have the body um, loose and, and more agile for the next day as well. From 5 to 7 p.m. is the kidney hour. This is the time to detox from work and uh, nurture the kidneys. This is a good time to gather uh, some rejuvenation by doing um Sexual practices such as tantra, or kidney, kidney rubs um, are good to bring. It lubricates the genes or the essence, the melanin or the the fluids that's flowing from to the body. The uh, just pretty much just will uh, will basically warm the kidneys, and that's going to correct certain aspects of the body and keep keep the immune system flowing properly, or the enhancing doctor system. All the all the body, the whole entire body works together. So. The kidney rub helps with the entirety of the body, not the lungs, the kidney. Um, okay, and then it goes also the kidney she helps to receive air chi. So the kidney, uh, the kidney energy helps to receive the air energy. And then when it's combined with the stomach digestion, the air energy and the um and the kidney energy and the original energy or what the essence they combine and form. Uh, willpower. All right. Again, willpower is the intent to do. You must have spiritual activation to actually do it. Okay. All right. So, 7 to 9 p.m. is the cardinals. That's home time. It's time to be with family and friends, eat a light meal with your, your best buds, your family, or whatnot. Um, it's time to, it's best to go to bed slightly hungry, so don't have a, you know, don't overdo it at those in those hours. It, you know, the system, system is shutting down. We don't want to be doing too much while we're sleeping. Most of them won't get digested, possibly in, in the land. Um, uh, winding down exercises are good, uh, like understand stretching, um, yoga, 30 minutes or one hour of meditation. Also, because um, 
don't eat two and a half hours before or 30 minutes after the meditation, which you, um, you know, you don't want to stomach be growling during meditation. After meditation, 30 minutes after meditation, to store the energy and allow the energy to flow properly through the body. Try to try to use the bathroom for up to 10 to 15 minutes after meditation. Bacardi, um, the yin protects the spirit by closing the heart. So the Bacardi helps to find the right teacher and colleagues for safe, creative expression. So between these hours of the day, it's good to meditate and just, you know, put on your spirit what's, what's going to go down for the, the next day and uh, just pretty much blank out, you know what I'm saying? Black out, go to that state, the astral, and just float around for a minute. Try not to have too much thoughts going on, just still the mind. Bit of thoughts. Um, nine to eleven PM, this is triple warmer. These are actually these are like the three different um reservoirs within the body where these regions will be located are the sacral region, the um the, the thalamus region as well as the pituitary gland, the pineal gland, the third ventricle. They're all areas that have um what we would call fluids in it. Hormones, you know, metabolism, or is flowing through. Well, is where things have sit and are exchanged through these areas. They call it the triple warmer, as far as in um, Chinese philosophy and sort of the principles dealing with health as well as on um, qigong and inside of tai chi, or the you know, as far as in uh, traditional Chinese medicine, and then some of the aspects of. Uh, Internal martial arts. So these three cavities create balance and warmth, and it prevents extreme uh, thoughts and behavior. It can be also related to the upper, uh, middle, and lower dantian, the three signs. These are three different reservoirs of the energy that reside within the body. All right, 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. is the gallbladder and time for sleep. When we go into the speed state, REM, rapid eye movement, um, 1 to 3 a.m., liver hour, restoration time. We should be in total yin state or the total dark state. Fast sleep in you know, the ethereal realm, the astral realm, subconscious, menti, the plot. This is when the ethereal soul ventures off to the spirit world to communicate with the immortal all the past masters. When we as a, we collectively um regain we we all we regain this is the time that we are all collectively in the unconscious, the conscious, the conscious within the all as the supreme. So the information that is in that area is provided through the liver. This is between the hours of 1 and 3 a.m. The information passes to the corporal soul through the liver. The blood at that moment is then delivered. All the spirits in the liver at that moment are sleep. So it allows us to go to a retreat area and wait or whatnot and then bring that back to the reality. Three to five a.m. is the hours of the lungs. This is the grand time the corporal soul 
brings the information, inspiration from the spirit world and the magic of the world brings back to the body. So this is the time for letting go of the beyond and reattaching to the end. Or letting go of the screen is basically back into the body of beyond, becoming, you know, reattaching or taking back away from the end, the dark side, the light or the physical, the material, from the immaterial, the, the spirit, the end. So we're back into the body after this time. And if you notice when you're sleeping sometimes between those hours and you're coming back to rest, you might see a little uh, dust of spirit, or you would call it spirit, but it's like a, if you just glance at the corner of your eye or whatnot, some people may even be blessed or gifted with the ability to see the uh, entity for this energy. It's like a white mist or something like a, might be air or air pockets right in, at these hours when we first arrive. You can notice that and it's the long, long energy, 23 and 5, and it's the time when the spirit is um, coming back into the body. So when we first rise in 20 hours, we do glance. Sometimes we may see that floating around. Don't be scared. Jump back to nothing. I've seen a few times. I'm like, what the, you know, just keep moving. Get on up, put the feet on floor. And keep on going. Yeah, ain't no reason it's that way. You know, be used to it. All right, so that was that's uh basically the the wildlife force cycle, to call it chi cycle, prana, the, you know, kundalini, but it's the energy, the essence, the uh, raw life force, and this is uh this is very important, it's very imperative when pertaining to building the body. I mean, sir, I've I've been anticipating with this for years. This may I can't even I don't know for a minute. But uh, it has helped a lot. I might not do it, like, ritualistically anymore, but I, I still perform it because it's, it's a part of the pattern of life now. So, you know, I, I know the certain hours of the day when I should be doing things, certain hours of the day when I should be now. And, it had, like I said, it has benefited me. Maybe it's a mind thing or maybe it's just to create a cycle of the day that we should follow sometimes. You know, this is ancient information, so I'm... Some of the things in the past I, I may not participate with due to observing and participating with it in the, in the past. But, and I've seen it wasn't beneficial or it had no, in my own perspective, it may not have had any type of uh, elevational value. So now, you know, like I say, you know, the blood was useful and everything else is not that useful, you know, disregard. Just put put all the pieces together that are, are are necessary and natural. And so that was the cycle, or the rock cycle, Natishin, the divine cycle, Natishin Ra. Natishin, Natishin Ra, the divine cycle of life, or the divine cycle of the Ra, life with energy. And I did have another tip and tricks. Uh, what was it? Oh well, nah. If it comes back to me, I, I bring it. I bring it back in. Let me plug this uh, phone back up. Though. I don't want to lose that. Any, any questions? You can always call in at six two six four one four three five three five. Just us. All right. 
So, like I was saying earlier, sometimes we get into this this habit of uh, over-exercising, and it may be a dispute against the the body and building the other aspects of the body because we're doing things in the wrong cycle and they could uh, actually hinder some of the process of life. So that's going to be a battle within. And uh, as we mentioned earlier on some of the other blogs, that when the body is overactive and it's doing too much, then spiritual activities, the higher activities and functions of the intelligence can be somewhat obstructed and delayed. So when we don't have these so-called blockages in the um, chakra system or the meridians, whatnot, throughout the body, throughout circulation, if we don't have any blockages then it's much easier to um, acquire and also, you know, obtain, retain, cultivate that energy and then it's much easier to manifest and uh, eventually see that that energy in the physical. So, you know, in the West, it is a common practice to exercise in the evening, basically due to the normal daily activities in life, so be it um, picking up children from school or being at work. And also due to the general unknowing of the physiological and cosmological correspondences of life, so of the natural aspect of life, like even dealing with uh, what we were just speaking on with the um, wildlife force energy, the cycle of the nutrition of life, the cycle of uh, the energy throughout the day. And remember, nutrition is nutrition. So nutrition breaks down to nitir, shin, shin is spirit, tir, nitir is divine, so it's divine spirit. Also, shin is cycle or infinite, so it's the infinite cycle, the infinite divine cycle. So that nutrition, that's that microcosmic orbit. It's one of the first aspects of um, martial arts training. You should learn the microcosmic orbit, then go into the healing sounds, as well as um, the inner smile, then it's the Tai Chi Qigong. And that, that building inner, we're going to get into that in a few minutes. Um, so the inner structure of martial arts is, uh, is hold, hold on. Back uh, piece. True strength initiates from within. So the central power of life resides within the activation of will by way of heart, mind, and intent. In order for the physical body to acquire any activity, it must be focused on and agreed upon by mind, be it the emotional mind or the spiritual mind. So in either case, the acquisition of the External manifestation is fueled by inner energy, and that energy is consciousness. That's the immortal hidden light of the intelligence, the Amarapata, dark energy, the dark matter, that's melanin, that's the essence. So this inner strength that we spoke on in Iron Body, that's uh, Superman and the Man of Steel, how does 
still still brought to the table. It's created or put together by iron and carbon. Iron being the majority of what makes up the blood, carbon in essence can be equivalent esoterically to breath, being that carbon is melanin or the chemical structure of melanin. So say it's the intelligence. So when we infuse the blood with breath or intelligence, we develop the man of steel. And as I mentioned also, in Tai Chi, they call the Tai Chi master, they say his arms are are steel wrapped in silk. So the Tai Chi master's arms feel like they soft as, you know, they move soft and, you know, very gently and subtly. Yet the strength is that of uh, is that of steel, or Superman, the man of steel, or to go forth daily, Superman, superhero, to go forth into the light. So that's the iron body, the iron, the blood mixed with, with carbon, the blood mixed with intelligence, the blood or the breath in meditation. So the blood infused with intelligence heightens the spiritual um, process. So as we look at the immortal body or the the temple, the body being the temple, we call the immortal body as M-M-T-A-B-I-D-I. That breaks down to M, I'm mm, to give, move water or the essence that which lives in earth, light or divine being ties to earth, ties to tie together, if you mind, by the divine soul, D is give, so the more tie by D. M M breaks down to the divine being that exists in the water, which gives fire to unite the divine soul. Why? Oh, I moved. I took a minute So the divine being that exists in the water, which gives fire to unite the divine soul. And we call the divine the existing water as the essence of the divine being is the is initial spark, that's that black dot, that's the shin, you know, that's the um the circle and that's the uh, that's also Atara, the dot in the circle. That's uh, the first cell, like that the knowledge itself. The divine being that exists in the water, water the moon or minty, the amniotic fluid that we were speaking on, um, within within the process of uh, fire being the actual, which gives fire to unite the divine soul. So the fire being the energy coming forth and going back up as we do certain practices in inner martial arts and external martial arts. If we go back in um, the time, we we know that um, martial arts 
was not officially developed, what we would think on as as China or Japan. It was uh, actually brought to the table in ancient Africa, or Africa. And it was changed to different self-defense techniques as well as different health defense techniques. They had an understanding without a healthy meaning that there would be no, um, there was no need for uh, a spiritual part of application. So, before we get into all that, I'm going to um, play something real quick. That's the chain. It all, it always, everything's going together. But this is a, uh, this is a, uh, I guess you could say, Guru. His name is uh, Body Guru. So has a couple of his joints kicking on, kicking uh, on a few things. Check them out real quick. Three minutes. I'm gonna play two of them. So it's like, uh, like I said, he's speaking on two things, dealing with, um, dealing with self. Just so, like, it corresponds to the uh, bodybuilders or the temple builders as well. There is medical and scientific evidence today that if you are pleasant for 24 hours without a moment of anxiety, irritation, agitation, if you're just blissful for 24 hours your intellect, the sharpness of your intellect could go up 100%. Really? Yes. Your body and mind functions way better. Medically, scientifically, we can prove it today. Your blood chemistry will change. Everything about you will change if you just remain very joyful and for 24 hours. How do we that? Do we meditate? We do yoga? <laughs> we what? How do we get there? Uh, I wouldn't want to use the word yoga because when I see the yoga that people are doing in the West, particularly in America, it's all right. Uh, it, <laughs> it scares me. <laughs> Why? Why? Because it's a it's a very subtle technology. It's not an exercise. Ah. People think it's an exercise. Mm -hmm. If you want to just stay fit, play tennis, swim. Climb a mountain, you will be fit. You don't have to do yoga for that. See, the yogic system is a profound science of aligning the geometry of your body with the cosmic geometry. When I say aligning the geometry of your body with cosmic geometry, what we need to understand is that solar system is, is working like a potter's wheel to generate this body. The Adiyogi, the first yogi, over 15,000 years ago said this, Unless human body evolves further, there are no other ways. And human body cannot evolve further unless there are some fundamental changes in the solar system or the arrangement of the planets. Today, the modern neurologists are saying something very similar, it's uncanny that they're saying something very similar after 15,000 years. Is The big question that a lot of people are asking is, can human brain evolve further? So now they are saying the physical laws, not the neurological principles, the physical laws will not allow human brain to evolve further because the only way it can evolve is you can increase the size of the neuron or the number of neurons in the brain. 
If you increase the size of neurons, the amount of power they will consume, the amount of energy that they will need will be too taxing for the body. Even now as you sit here in a restful condition, twenty percent of your energy consumption is by the brain. It's such a small part. Okay. It's consuming twenty percent of your energy right now, eighty percent is by the remaining part of the body. You have seen if somebody worries a lot, they lose weight. True. I do that. <laughs> I do. So a lot of people are slim, maybe not by exercise, they're just worried. <laughs> So, if you increase the neuronal size, the physical loss will not permit it. And if you increase the number of neurons, the clarity that you have will go away. So they're saying because of the physical loss, physical loss are essentially are a consequence of the way the planet is moving in relation with the sun and the other planets for us. So unless the physical loss change, which means unless some drastic changes happen in the solar system, the human brain cannot evolve further. This is modern neurology. This Adiyogi said fifteen thousand years ago that unless some basic changes happen in the solar system, human body cannot evolve. These are the only ways you can do it. He said you can only learn to use it better and better, but you cannot evolve it further. Right now, I hear there's only one phone in the United States, is the iPhone. It's a good phone, but what we are forgetting is the eye. The iPhone is all right, but the eye is the most important thing. iPhone is just a little gadget produced by this larger gadget. This is the gadget, isn't it? All the other gadgets have been produced by this gadget. If you pay little attention to this one, if the necessary understanding and awareness and ability to transform this gadget happens within you, your ability to live will be greatly, greatly enhanced. Then outside technologies are not a barrier. Outside technologies are a boon that's been offered to us. But the boons that have been offered to us are turning into curses in people's lives simply because they have not taken care of this one. They're only trying to take care of the external situation. We have done a lot of engineering in the world outside and because of this, we have a huge level of comfort and convenience in the world today. The kind of comfort and convenience that no other generation of people could have ever imagined, that level of comfort and convenience we have. Though we have this, though we are the most comfortable generation ever on the planet, we cannot claim that we are the most peaceful generation, we cannot claim we are the most joyful or loving generation on the planet for sure. So in many ways, this generation is becoming the most neurotic generation or most complaining generation because we have taken care of the outside but we have not taken care of the inside. The world is engineered the way we want it, but are we engineered the way we want ourselves to be? So there is a certain way to engineer our system, to make this body, to make this mind, to vary chemistry within us the way we want it. If our wish to be is to be blissful, to make the world blissful, it would take too many things. But to make this one person blissful, a willing person, somebody who wants to be blissful, it shouldn't be difficult at all. But this has not been done because people have never paid attention to the mechanics of how a human being functions and to engineer that the way we want it. 
So these are technologies for inner well-being. Everybody wants health, peace, blissfulness, but these are simple things. Why these things are not happening is we have never paid attention to the inner mechanism of what a human being is. To pay attention to that and to create it the way we want it, this is inner engineering. There's significantly more ease in the way of
physical uh, achievements or elevation unless there are solaric um, changes or planet, in the planetary alignments, which are taking place now. And um, if you recall last week, we were talking about black holes, and one thing black holes have is uh, they can manipulate space and time. So, um, planetary alignment is a, a, a mental worldview. How can we activate planetary alignment? It's a mental thing. So, since black holes have the different ability, you do the math, you know what I'm saying? Zero time. So, zero time is effective especially in the knowing. So in the knowing, they activate, you know, through the through certain, uh, you know, inner side as well as the you know, external things that may have to take place, like uh, certain things we may not do, you know, mean like men have or stabilize the heart to let the truth. So that's uh, pretty much discipline the emotion. As we were speaking on last week, it's Maturai. Maturai being the original uh, martial arts system in, in Africa, human and Christian throughout. Um, was, they had different systems of thought. Um, and one of the main, well, the main reason for any type of martial arts system is to develop physical body to be able to withstand or uh, to be able to um, participate with meditation a little longer, and that is to evolve the soul, the oversoul, into a type of fetus so it can uh, escape from reincarnation, so to speak, or have the ability to incarnate at will or ascended master. So, but with, uh, with Montserrat, or the ancient martial arts system of Africa. It was um it was like a wrestling style. It uh, it was an ancient style of karate, karate, karate. It was also a mental natural African ancient African uh, word it's cosmic spirit, ra life force or light and K hand. And so it was. It will be the hand of the life force, the, of the spiritual life force, or the way of the spiritual life force, the path of the spiritual life force as well. So they te uh, can go into in Chinese as far as their one of their religions, Taoism, and that's all written out at ta. Oh, but pronounced Tao, so karate could also be karate, with Tao meaning path or way, but the way of the spiritual light. And the way of the spiritual light is um, the spine, coming in the energy. And we all know in, in um, we know that in, in the martial arts system, they have a ranking system based on colors. 
you look at the color system, it goes, it varies from, it goes from white to black. It's white, orange, yellow, green, blue, brown, and black. You notice, though, esoterically, it begins at white, the beginner state, and ends at black. White is is depicted as um, the physical reality, that's light. Um, so white is, uh, that's, that's the yam, that's the beginner, the beginner aspect of, of uh, karate or the martial arts. So the colors or the beginner state is reflected by the color white. And uh, no pun intended, white is the reflection of all colors. Whereas, in contrast, black is the absorption of all colors, and that's on the opposite end of polarity with the spectrum of the ranking system within martial arts. That is the highest or the advanced, but there's the advanced within the system. All right, so you have the white at the beginning, that's the reflection of all colors, and then you have black as the advanced, and that's the absorption of all colors. So that's showing, that's, uh, you know, that's showing that the intelligence resides within the nothingness. The material side comes from the nothingness. And this is an old, old uh, well, one of my teachers uh, gave his set of uh, stories. One day, it was like, uh, what did he say? It was like uh, the two master notices when he is uh, advancing his age that his belt is worn, torn. And he notices that all the black is worn off of it. And he pays attention and observes this belt, the black belt now, and he thinks to himself, my black belt is now white. There is a showing no longer black. And it comes to the dawn on that his belt has always been white. It never was black. The achievement did not come in the changing of the color of the belt. The achievement came in the doing, in the action. In the kung fu, in the gun fu, the time of discipline, the time, the skill, the effort that take, that it took, belt is obsolete. You know, the paperwork and all that is obsolete. It's really, I mean, after the belt, that's what that, you know. That's what is more important. And during getting the belt, that, that is just the bridge. That's like the threshold. It shows and proves something like that, you know. And then it's also an organized type of format. Yet still, um, esoterically, it is uh, pertaining to the uh, two levels within duality, meaning uh, high, low, good, bad, on, light, dark, intelligent, ignorant. So we're dealing with, we got the white belt, that's the beginner stage. You know, going into the black belt, that's the advanced stage. They also represent the jig, the backbone of Osir. You see the, the jig, you see that it has black at the bottom and it spirals up with the white. So that is also equivalent. These belts are the seven colors within the belt system, pertaining to the seven chakras. Although they're mixed up in, in the color scheme, they're not um, in sequence. It's still, it's still is pertaining to uh, that chakra system. 
application of the chakra system, we have to look at you really to see it in different ways. I'm going to break it down like this. Inside where we talk about the temple of man, so different representations of these presentations of the chakra system is within the gland system as well. So the gland system beginning at the root base chakra, chakra region, like the chest, the ovary, um, that's the interpersonal consciousness. Ego at the lower self, and also that's the beginning beta state where the mind is at uh, that restful state, but not is that it's alert. No, it is alert. So it's going between 13 and 40, 13 and 60, active, thinking, concentrating, cognition, memory. Then when we are the next plan or the next area is um, the navel area. This is the um, spleen. The spleen located uh, right next, right behind the lung. Uh, then we have uh, within the navel area we have foot. Uh, that's the spleen, and that is uh, intrapersonal contact. Interpersonal consciousness going into the mid beta state, and that mid beta state is uh, is zero. I mean, uh, twelve to I mean, CPS per second. I'm gonna get it right. One second, coming out of the first world order. First world order. Hold on one second. I'm going to be real cool with it. Oh, here they are right here. 1340 is mid beta. What is beta? I mean, alpha 730. That's mid beta. So, talk about the spleen. That's mid beta. All right. Then we have the. Adrenal glands, and that is located in the proprioceptive um, right, right under or right above the hip. That's the end of the beta state going in the out. That's in our light, self-collective consciousness. So I'm going to the word, the word myself. The next region is the heart region. Heart region is what Donald is. The subconscious, off state, and the heart. This um, alpha state is when we go into a meditative state, a trance like state. It's pre sleep while we're still awoke. Maybe somewhat drowsy. You know. This is also the state that we are in when we go into the first, first parts of meditation. The heart region is where the outer state, self-conscious, the outer state, the inner heart. Self-conscious is the underlying of what is where it's 
Jesus broke reason. What our Lord passed on, our Lord's on his Lord. Just the theta state. Theta state. Theta state is four to seven hertz. Deep meditation, rapid eye movement. When we want to ask projection, good hour of the day is between the three and five. And speaking on with the um, wildlife foot cycle. Right, we're about to come back through. Uh, this is super consciousness. It means it's being, it means being above or beyond space. It means the so-called five senses. So we're beyond the senses. We're in the higher senses, the higher reality, beyond third, fourth dimensional things. Bones way over here, my bad. And I got I have my back on hold up. Not like that, but here we are. Okay, still better. Parts up on that note. Um, so that's super conscious. Uh, then the um, the first eye region that is the pituitary gland. This is delta state. Delta state. Um, the Hertz Delta state is um, four, seven, I'm on, yeah, seven, seven, um, four Hertz. Well, it's uh, four Hertz, deep dream to sleep, um, loss of body parts. I wasn't reading right. Four Hertz is uh, less than four Hertz. Four Hertz or less. So that's deep dreamless sleep, loss of body awareness, and day. Uh, and um, it's also speaking on um, magnetic consciousness. Magnetic consciousness is um, attracting power beyond any distance so great that this force controls even the rays of light from the sun. That's important for powerful consciousness. Tapping into that will be quite beautiful. All right, then we got the crown chakra, and that is pertaining to the pineal gland. It's also pertaining to um, the delta theta state. The delta theta state is zero to four hertz. Um, unified state of cosmic consciousness or, or transition. Death passage. So that's um zero to four hertz. That's unified state of cosmic consciousness. That's within the delta. The delta state, and um that's the consciousness of collective unconsciousness. That that's a tend to. The infinite consciousness that means the cause of being unlimited, boundless, and existing beyond time and space or quantity. So it's moving beyond what we are looking at or what we think are, or who we think we are or the personality is or what we think is taking place on the external as far as reality is concerned. Just, um, all the worldviews that we are bombarded with throughout our day. So that that was that was the, the chakra system in relation to uh 
relates to the different type of state as far as uh, being baby state, as well as the different um, different aspects who we are as far as these uh, the interpersonal self, the different selves within within our transition, and how these breath, how breath can also enhance those uh, different aspects of self. Within those within those modes of uh, attack, and with that, you touch. We're on the page three hundred two of uh, of First World Order. States right here, um, eighteen breaths a minute. These are the seven states of the fall of man, and it takes to it's, um, speaking on the breaths per minute and reaching deeper levels of consciousness. 18 breaths a minute is the reptilian of your brain. 5% of the physical body is composed of apparent solid matter, yet only 0.001% of the carbon atom is solid to begin with. So saying that um, that's empty space or a fluid or the melanin, the essence that that um, unmaterial, immaterial is um, basically is more has more of um, than that of of the material. But that uh, eighteen breaths that will that will equal out to three seconds per breath. That's a lot of that's that's hyperventilating almost. It's like As running, I mean, it's really fight or flight. That's the representing brain for real. But um, going into nine breaths a minute, that's the limit brain. Um, water, three fourths or seventy five percent of water goes to the like the earth. I'm not gonna read that part, but okay. So nine breaths a minute, that would be equal to about six um, breaths per second. And that's activating the limit brain. I mean, um. Uh, 7.5 breaths a minute will be equivalent to roughly 8 seconds per breath, and that's activating the cerebral brain. Six breaths a minute is uh, equal to 10 seconds per breath. That's activating the medulla oblongata. We'll have our past lives, the photographic memory. Now, it has to be able to tap back into that. The average person breathes three cubic feet of air per hour. 76 trillion cells compose the physical body. Our cream began 76 trillion years ago. That's when we emerged out of the triple states of darkness. And they also say the universe is 76 quintillion miles in diameter. So 76 trillion, 76 in general, which equals 30. 13 um, seems to be a very powerful number within aspect of creation. Number 13 is the number of transformation and regeneration going from one to the next. Like if you look at the alphabet, we got, well, the English alphabet, we got 26 letters, and the bridgeway between 26 letters is the letter M, and that will be 13. 13 plus 13 is um, 26. 
So that's the great point. Um, then we have uh, from that, we have 4.5 breaths a minute. That equals out roughly to 14 seconds per um, per minute. That is our opening or gating processes of uh, energy through the pituitary gland. And then we have three breaths a minute. This activates the pineal gland. Three breaths a minute, which is roughly 20 seconds. Basically, it's 20 seconds per breath. So that's holding your breath for 20 seconds. And then on the exhalation, not 20 seconds, hold it again. That's pretty deep. I've done all these. The, um, the one breath one is kind of hoarse, but, you know, you build your way up to it. It, it. it does what it do. So one breath a minute, it opens all portions of the brain. Um, so you have all the faculties of your brain available to you. It, it, it's almost it's inside of the um, watch it head with Naga rules meditation that 81 counts for the heartbeat is basically 60 seconds. Is 81 is when you do it with, through the heartbeat in a, in a roughly estimated, guesstimated around 60 seconds to be able to fall in that. But you can just practice the um, that breath um, in a size right there, you know, sitting or whatnot. A couple of times throughout the day, I like to do it in the morning because it does build up energy as well, collecting it through, you know, when you collect it and then hold it, you know, in the Lord Dantian, you can use it throughout the day. Just rubbing the spot, you know. You know, do a belly rub or a kidney rub to get your energy going throughout the body to start a little something. <clears throat> you might hear music in the background. If I start freestyling, it's because they are recording in the other studio part of the house. It's all good, though. All right. Um... And in the beginning, there was Sigan Matara. So, uh, some things like we were inside of Matara. Yeah, other than uh, the, the ancient aspects or the ancient origin, or as like some of the symbolism that we have uh, still on the field for the metal um, metal or the higher goods that's on the walls. They have uh, cases of, of uh, weapon training, hand-to-hand self-defense training. You know, and these are, like I said, the pictures on different different hieroglyphs, and they date back over 50,000 years. Some, you know, well, 3,000, 4,000, up to 50,000 years of that time. And they have, uh, they depict different, uh, what they symbolize different movements and different types of animals throughout, throughout the um, jungle. It is called Odidama. That's the um, picture of the monk type dude on the slideshow. Odidama is said to be a, he was a prince, but he, he denounced the throne and decided to uh, practice Buddhism 
in Jainism or Chanism. Basically, he started Jainism. But he, he basically he left uh, India and traveled through the desert to go to the desert, I believe, and went to uh, China. But in that transition, it was said that he um, developed different styles of fighting by watching the animals. And he developed those styles because he needed protection from those animals. So he learned how they moved so he could defeat them as well as he learned how the animals that were defeating the position, how they would defeat them. And so he developed different, different um, which we call fighting styles, monkey, the crane, tiger, lion, snake, and these different types of fighting styles. And it said, it was said that he took those styles and, and also the different meditative yoga um, exercises or exercises from India, and he brought those to China. And when he, he refused the yoga, he developed uh, the Shaolin martial arts system of internal and external martial arts, as well as Qigong uh, and um, both and different means of uh, enhancing spiritual body, due to him being a, a yogi or whatnot, a bodhidharma, a bodhi, you know what I'm saying? He basically has extended the master when he has came back to do certain things. So when he did finally reach China, it was stated that when he got to the Shaolin Temple, he noticed how he wasn't, uh, initially he wasn't accepted. It was all type of folklore behind it. You said he stood outside the gates for nine years, and then he peeled his eyelids off so he couldn't see whatnot. He cut his thumbs off and all that. But this is our folklore. At any rate, um, it stated that he noticed that the, the monks were out of shape and were not able to sit in meditation for long periods of time. So he developed he developed a system of uh, Shaolin martial arts. The first system was called the, it's called the Eighteen Hands Lohan. Uh, the 18 hands of Lohan is based on the 18 different movements, which are is really the is the basic is actually the foundation of all martial arts um, to to this day. Every movement within the 18 hands of Lohan is, um, is utilizing is utilizing every system of martial arts one way or another. But these 18 hands were also depicted by 18 different deities or energies or principles. So within the movement was an um, actual prayer or some type of activation of a, a corresponding to a, um, a cosmic element or cosmic force. So that's what we, um, like, uh, Sadhguru was speaking on um, yoga being more than just the exercise, the external exercise, just a connection, yoga meaning to unite. So in essence, in truth, um, true yoga is, like you were speaking earlier, is to unite lower and higher self. And that's um, participating with all aspects of the body, the lower aspect and the higher aspect. Um, it, it was also, it's also a system within the ancient African system of uh, martial arts and martial art called Pankar. Um, Rashin, which means fighting with the spirit of rock. Uh, if you know anything about um, 
Chinese martial arts within China, they have a system called Bagua, but it's also called Pakwa. Pakwa or Bagua Zan. Pakwa Zan means, uh, Bagua means eight. So the spirit of Ra, Bagua, Ra Sin, uh, the eighth spirit of Ra, that, could, that also could be pertaining to the uh, Adid, the eight spirits or the nine spirits, basically, in Ra, but the, nine, the spirits or the, the children of Ra. Uh, Tefnuks, um, Geb, um, Nukes, Asir, Isis, Asir, Asir, um, Nepeptis, Sex, and Baru, as well as Arise, but or the father. So they're fighting with the spirit of Ra, that's the Pankha Rashim, but Bagwa or Pakwa, Pakwa. So we have Pakwa, it'll be the eight uh, spirits of Ra. And that could be pertaining to uh, mitosis and, uh, and the eight, the eight original cells. The kanda, and even the word kanda, kandalini, originated from the Kong people of ancient Africa. Kong, the word Kong, is also where we get the word Kong fish. The Kong food meaning skill and time, or skill and effort, or discipline and skill. So it's the time and effort is the one who develops in skill through time and effort. Also within Bagua, Bagua means eight tribes, so everything you do on one side, you actively participate with on the opposite side, so it's the left and right brain functioning and gathering. So it's an unification of the left and right brain, but it's also... Um, left and right movement, so in that participation, we are doing the kind of leaning type of walk from left to right, or a spiraling effect of vortexing. So in Bhagavad you have eight on, side, on one side, or eight steps on one side, eight steps on the opposite side, left and right, and these left and right movements form a spiraling vortexing effect, or black hole, in essence. And that is... Uh, that's also pertaining to building the, the body because it, the body is the only representation of that black dot. So when we do certain physical activities, it enhances the spiritual process. In order to have to battle, you know, we recall, as we were speaking on earlier, um, the central power of life resides within the activation of will by way of heart, mind, and intent. So in order for the physical body to acquire anything, it must be focused on and then agreed upon by the mind. And that doesn't it doesn't mean the emotional mind or the spiritual mind is either or. So what that what that means and what I mean is uh, basically in order to acquire in order for true um 
activation or manifestation, willpower is is is, is yeah is necessary. Yet spiritual power or nature, that is divine power, has to be activated for the movement to be um, to be activated. So in order for the physical body to move into that transition of whatever that manifestation may be, it has to first acknowledge the spirit. So the spirit has to go through the body in order for the attention of the mind or the, more, or the, or the heart to actual, actually take place. So when do we know the spirit is going through the body? It takes the sun. And those, that's one of the can be developed through certain activities as such as the fighting spirit of rock. It is stated that the Pankarashin or fighting spirit of rock when develops this ability, they are able to um, they are able to um, reach the highest level of spirituality. When this um, spirit of rock remotes, those different gifts or those different high aspects of self, those uh, what we call those innate abilities, are acquired. They're in the biblical sense, they're called the gifts of the spirit. They say it's nine gifts of the spirit. Matter, I think it's a Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1 through 11, or I think it is 1 through 11, but it's uh, the nine gifts are the word, or the gifts of wisdom, the gifts of knowledge, the gifts of discerning of spirits, the gift of uh, miracles, the gift of healing, the gift of um, power, well, the gift of words, power, the gift of tongues. Speaking in uh, different languages, the gift of interpreting different languages, the gift of prophecy, or the gift of knowing. But these nine gifts can be developed when one can. These are also developing their martial arts skill or the internal and external martial arts with uh, through the symbology of what fighting with the spirit of Ra is changed. So, with fighting with the spirit of Ra, basically going back up to the spine through the kundalini process or through you know, different meditations like the microcosm or the, um, so as it goes up the spine it, it then goes to the pineal gland and then goes back to that cycle back down the front of the, the body it goes back under and then around the back of the spine and back up so this microcosmic orbit develops a uh, a certain kind of, you know, like a, a engine that has a wheel turning, creating no friction, but this is energy, you know. So as the engine is, is running, vitality is being stored in the reservoirs and used later, for later use, later purpose. So, spirit of Ra, again, the spine, if we look at certain, at the 
are also in the hard list as well. So I might have put it on the flash. I can't recall. I was just doing a little research and studying. But uh, when you see the snake energy, it's like it's going up the side of the, the kid or even the the kadosis. That's also pertains to the um, their activation or the different degrees being those Ida and Pangala going up Sushamana or the spine, then reactivate or going to the point of initiation being the pomegranate. So, I mean, that is also, because you know, if you go look at what the, you know, martial arts system as far as the color ranking system is and uh, the belt ranking system is not based on and evaluation of the true best of the student. You know, back in the day, the master would teach student learning if they felt the two, that the student was not ready. You know, now, you know, you pay a couple of dollars and all that, and uh, they teach some of the most deadly techniques without having um, the availability of stealing the mind so that their best nature I mean, I'm not saying that it's like that in all of our systems, but, you know, um, we should definitely develop uh, easiness of mind before we go in there and start trying to punch somebody. Because sometimes we take a, take advantage of uh, what we know. If I'm a boxer, you know, and that's all I'm about, I go out to get in a fight and I use my boxing technique to beat the person up or whatever, the rest is where I could have more self-control and not necessarily use the complete application of boxing or whatnot and just divert from hurting the person or whatever. If I know that I am going to hurt them, and I know that I know how not to hurt them, then I would not to versus, you know, when it's there, you use it. But don't, we should never overexert in any type of emotion reaction with not necessary. So martial arts, it just has different aspects and different things that are um, that we should participate with. One of the major functions of martial arts is not uh, based on beating up people. Protection, yeah, with peace, you know, prosperity as well. Peace, prosperity, protection, and good health, you know. So when we're looking at martial arts as a, as a self-defense and solely as that, in itself, then we're looking at it incorrectly. Martial arts is also a health thing. That's basically what it is because um, you, you should have spiritual health. Then with spiritual health, you become physical health. So strengthening the physical body through spiritual activation, and that's where we talk about, you know, as far as uh, will and intent is concerned, that's physical. You know, will is physical, but when the spirit is being golf doors connected to or yoked, you know, united to the physical, to the intent, the heart, heart, mind, then that's when the activation of the physical body will start moving and doing what is necessary for the natural process of, of materialization or manifestation in, in the truth of the matter will then show its face, the balance will occur. 
So Bonnie Tice is by far one of the most essential esoteric decrees that any your life in general could learn from. It is an understanding of the ancient way of being that roots all the way back to ancient Atuka or Atu, Atu meaning body, Ka meaning light, Ka meaning spirit. So the light body or the light spirit, right, the light spiritual body. Over the last 2,000 years, it's been handed down by word of mouth, by word of mouth or through esoteric schools. The correct application, it can help us formalize our relationships with our family, friends, work, and society in general. It can give, and it can also give us a good sense of peace and well-being. According to other concepts um, of ancient wisdom, all bodies, whether they be spiritual or material, have three centers be the upper center, middle center, and the lower center. While that which is above is generally considered superior in power to be right as that, what is in the center is superior and in front of what is both the above and the below. So therefore, it must be said that the first order entity which is considered as being above is actually in the center as well, while both of the others are said to be either above or below or actually beneath. Could be you can look at this like uh, a dot, the center being the dot that is spirit, and then as the dot expands, circumference becomes matter. So spirit being the center is moving upward. So up and then down is toward matter. And this can be seen in also in the um the apex of a cone if you look at a cone from above you look down into the cone, you see the center of the circumference that is formed by the base of the cone. So that would be the dot or the black dot as it expands outward into the apex of the cone. It expands outward from uh, from the apex to the circumference of the cone. Same again with the dot. That would be the dot in the circle. So the, the dot would be, uh, I guess you could say, is uh, allegorical or symbolic to the pomegranate or the first cell, then as it expands out, it, it creates 76 trillion cells of the physical body, but also, uh, to also mean the um, emptiness or whatnot, the thought then manifests into the physical reality or into the truth of the matter, or the natural earth, or the balance of light, modern matter, mother, earth, physical reality. But that expanded. Into the circumference or into uh, materiality or material. So, spirit is the dot as it extends upward from the dot is spirit, and then as it extends downward, it's going back to matter. 
in the sense being that the the dot or the spirit is the center, it is in the midst of the other two, being the the material and the that being the descending and the immaterial being the uh, well the material being the descending and the immaterial being the ascending. So you had a dot in the middle representing spirit, then you have um, matter descending and you have the spirit ascending going up this this pole of life and then going down the pole of life of matter. The center is also will also esoterically be equivalent to the heart. So the heart being one of the most important organisms within the body as far as um, flow of energy that is being um, pumped through the heart perpetually it is very important to balance that energy and you notice that it is the balancing point of all the chakra systems or those different glands that we were speaking on earlier within the thymus region is the heart so this energy here is the balancing mechanism between the three lower chakras and three lower cells and the three higher chakras or the three higher cells so we must uh, again participate with the heart region and different uh, exercises such as uh, the inner smile as well as um, main ab or stabilizing the heart and being non-emotional in certain in certain degrees as far as not participating with um, external reactions when not necessary. Um, while all the missionaries recognize the heart as the center of spiritual consciousness, they often purposely ignore this concept and they will use the heart in an exoteric or in a more um, blunt sense, meaning the emotional nature or the emotional heart, the emotional mind is what they would call it. So this symbol of the emotional nature, this arrangement is the genital center um, is represented by the physical body. So as I was speaking earlier, the, we um, create the earth through the physical. So that's the um, that's the descending aspect from spirit to life, but in the material life aspect where participating with it from the immaterial life aspect, spirit. In most um, most cases, the brain is represented as the superior spirit, but after the initiates have passed through the lower degrees, they were instructed that the brain was only a substitute for the true spiritual brain that dwells in the innermost recesses of the heart. The students of esotericism Esotericism discovers that the ancient authors will resort to various blinds or screens to hide the true interpretations of the mystery. So the substitution of the brain for the heart was one of these blinds. As we have spoken on before, the brain, in as far as its energy accumulation and use or dispersion, is not as great as the heart. The brain picks up, I'm not mistaken, a hundred uh, more. The heart picks up on 400 times more degrees of energy than the brain. And that's dealing with the magnetic energy, electric energy, that is uh, 100 times the brain. 
not mistake, that these three degrees of the ancient mysteries were um, what had a few exceptions. And they were given and represented with um, the great centers of the human and universal body. But for instance, like the, um, the Giza, you have the three the great pyramids, call it um, the three initiates as well, or like, you know, Kabbalist, or the, the Kabbalion. But those three temples, three um, wise men, three pearls, the string of pearls, those are equivalent to or correspond to um, Orion's belt externally as far as the cosmology, it also corresponds to the final gland of tertiary gland, the hypothalamus, within the brain structure. So these three degrees have a different type of representation for symbolism within um, cosmology that corresponds to with the higher principles and how to change to the physical as well. So we are creating or we are transforming and transferring this energy um, in most cases on the heart region, be it um, an emotional mind or a, a wisdom mind. So So in the brain chamber, the heart mystery will given. Here, this is where the initiate, for the first time, would truly have an understanding of what the mortal words are. As a man thinketh in his heart, so shall he be. One of the heart, the emotional mind, is infused with the wise mind, and they bridge a balance or whatnot. Then we speak words of wisdom due to the emotionality being more controlled, that energy or that essence being transformed from lower base into a more intelligent and a more vertical instead of a linear type of reaction, even if it is, uh, we call it reactive or proactive, there should be a, a neutrality where there's no reaction at some time at all, where it doesn't even exist. Because, uh, you know, Dealing with for the essence or the non-movement of the undifferentiated energy matter, there is no uh, emotional energy in motion within that the, uh, consciousness being conscious of only being conscious. And the movement is the disentanglement and sometimes the disagreement of, that we call chaos. But that's also where we have uh, what we would call a uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, uh, I'm thinking of it, but it's, uh, I have a brain fart at the moment, but it's going to come to me in a minute. Degeneration. Here we go. We have degeneration due to um, due to over-excess of movement. So, like, I'm speaking on bodybuilding tonight. So, you know, like in the West, we do tend to overdo our bodybuilding or building the physical body in some aspects. And so with that said, I'm going to go into uh, one of the things that we can do in order to enhance our bodies 
And then I get some bodies as, as well. Some say they're four, some say five, some say seven, 13, 12. In any case, in any rate, there are different sheets or bodies that are connected to the physical body and actually are what are putting the physical body and holding the physical body together. They are unseen. We would call it spirit. Some call it spirit, the God force energy. You know, but this unseen energy or whatnot resides within us and it is um, permeating all of existence as well. So it is, we're dipping in. We are part of this um, fluidity stuff that's floating within the all. We become somewhat detached from this. Um, infinite, immortal, hidden light of the intelligence by way of uh, overactivity and certain um, prescribed elements within the physical uh, lifestyle. So when we do those things, it it may um, resonate as uh, a generation or as a subtraction and a minimizing of vitality in place of uh, accumulation and the value, I mean, elevation of vitality. So certain exercises or exercises can be done will initially and essentially bring about enhancement of that energy or that vitality so it can be used purposely as healing or anything or the manifestations of whatever you may see fit. Because this is energy, you know, and it can be destroyed or created. So it's, uh, we develop and, and uh, build that energy, we can utilize and use it for other purposes. The martial arts aspect of his training and building his energy was, like I said earlier, was basically to refine spiritual awareness within the um, yogic system or Washington clock system. One of the main things or the main aspects is to keep the physical plane healthy or the body, the physical body, body, and to, to contribute to the divine soul, keeping that healthy in the physical plane by storing chi or energy and then using that chi and energy in the higher level of the spiritual plane. So we keep our physical body healthy here so that we can store chi in the spiritual plane be able to use it in the physical. So through different um, yoga exercises, deep breathing exercises, um, qigong, tai chi, just deep breathing meditation exercises, we um, learn rootness to Mother Earth energy. And also, this is very important in the connection to the spiritual plane. We could look at the physical body as being the control tower 
when we develop the vitality, this vitality becomes fuel. And the control tower of the physical body, by developing all the other aspects, the higher aspects, and strengthening those aspects, it becomes a storage place for the fuel. And that fuel is our life force energy or our creative or sexual energy. By obtaining, retaining, and cultivating that energy, we can use it for later purposes, being creative or spiritual. In that sense, intelligent purposes. Kung Fu, or Matu Ra, is a train is training in various spiritual and martial arts. Remember, Kung Fu means uh, the discipline and time, or the discipline and effort takes. Matu Ra means um, mind, men, self-discipline, time, uh, earth, raw life. So um, the um, self-discipline, uh, self to discipline the earth through the light, through the spirit, onto raw. So this, um, this type of training was it said to have been taken or was done by one tip of the population in ancient times. And one tip of that's a lot of people that were actually sitting around meditating or doing some type of deep breathing uh, exercises as well as um, some type of matula or uh, kung fu. But this is also said that at that time, um, these exercises they were um, actually teach or train in uh, martial arts only after about 10 years of training um, with the internal power to, de- to build internal strength within the organ system. So the student would first develop the internal power through certain exercises like to achieve uh, weightlifting time, weights and stuff to um, certain body parts, like the legs and jumping and certain things, you know, pretty high. But then, you know, after years and hours, hours and years of doing it, you know, taking the weights off and jumping, first you might be jumping up four feet and then jumping off, but then take them off, you might jump eight feet. You know what I'm saying? So when we see these movies that depict it's a um, guy jumping up a a wall that's like 10 feet tall that is no lie that because the legs were strong had developed so much strength through these exercises that, you know, that the leap like that was pretty simple due to the fact that the next size for years or exercising during the inner strength for years or Qigong exercise deep breathing as well as you know, Qigong weightlifting exercise very deep breathe and holding weights in certain ways, in certain parts of the body, so taking them off just to be able to jump higher or move faster. The internal power was cultivated um, all the way up until it was felt flowing out the hand, and then they would start, after years of developing and enhancing and building the internal power, they would finally start teaching um, fighting applications in 
technique. So a lot of qigongs more more likely were more or less were used to provide internal power through the practice of external techniques. Um, even with the harder forms in the arts, these hard forms are are there to uh, enhance the yang or the flow of energy or the flow of blood throughout the day. So that's why we, I, you know, personally, I, I've learned that we should practice those type of hard exercises the first part of the day with an empty stomach, you know, early morning, get that, get it in. Like between me and myself is between seven and twelve. I get to blood flowing pretty good and then get a um get my glove on between one three, one and seven if wherever I have uh, time and space or whatever. And um just shut it down uh, between nine and twelve. That first part of the day go ahead and get it good inner size, yin and yang on, get the blood flowing, then calm down, of course clear. I was uh looking at so my video earlier this week, and um, was doing some hard forms, like you know whatever external um, exercises you say, martial arts type. And then uh, I had a little break, and I, for some reason, the music playing in the background, but I got to the end moment where I just started dancing and getting that the Kundalini flowing in between time. In the meantime, it was fun, you know. I, I didn't really have any purpose or reason, I guess, to say the reason ain't the present the reason, but then I looked at it but today, I think. Yeah, I looked at it today. And uh, it was funny. It brought a little smile to me. I like it. It was funny, you know. It's a little humorous, so I, I touched that bone. But I, I was just saying, like, sometimes we do need to just take away from Because, you know, the harder forms build up a lot. It can build up aggression and uh, a lot of you know, whatever towards people. Then even in my yin state that sometimes I'm like, hold on, I'm about to go do this whole form right now while I'm fixing a an omelet or something, you know what I'm saying? Like why am I getting aggressive on this omelet? What is it? I'm about to break it with a knife in. But uh so just observing certain things like that, I noticed that yeah, it you know, I just start dancing, like I said, in the middle of Doing some, I forget what form it was, but I just started doing it. I started doing the um, butterfly, you know, snake, this piece stuff. So we we should cool off, you know, because all day long is gone. You know, what I'm saying we own pretty much 24 hours. Top of every dealing with 60 hertz and everything. So the 60 hertz does intentionally bring about that that uh, agitated mind, that alert mind throughout the day. So sometimes we all have 24 hours and a chance. Right. So, you know, doing these type of exercises can be an internal strength and um, also can protect the internal organs from vital blows. But when the internal organs are weakened, it can also weaken the immunity. So the person may become ill due to not having enough energy or life force achieved in those organ systems. So by these deep breathing exercises, it also builds protection 
within the system. The other benefits are also the internal power can and maintain uh, youthfulness because we're dealing with essence. And um, my computer, <laughs> I don't know how that happened. I think it's a resetting. It's all good. So uh, it also helps develop um, internal power that can perfect the mental faculties and open up all the different um, brain faculties and the structure of the mind or the brain. And that's also good, like we talked about earlier, that 60 seconds holding that one-minute breath will initiate that as well. Doing that one-minute breath, I, I've done it a few times. Well, I, I usually do it six times, seven times. And, uh, you know, that's, that's like seven minutes. Meditation, of course, 60 seconds a pop. And it's pretty decent. It's, it's, it's good. You know, there's a lot of shocking shaking going on. So whenever that shaking is happening, I know some some jumping. I know some sparks flying somewhere. You know, so get ready. But that is a good way to enhance that internal power. And with the enhancing internal power, it can also develop uh, extraordinary abilities, like you know, higher sense perceptions, ESP, extrasensory perceptions. As we're speaking on those nine gifts of the spirit like clairvoyance and clairaudience and whatnot. So there's uh, deep breathing or meditative exercises um, help advance one's physical by way of spirit, the spirituality of the spirit. Uh, in the past, um, for the technological advances, there was uh, and before guns and all that, we needed to build chi or to have protective layers in the internal organs, just in case of well, we were hit in those areas because there you know were no guns and knives and swords and stuff like that. So it's more hand to hand combat. So we would develop inner strength first, but the external strength and external power would be even more prevalent. Uh, So enhancing that, but um, that power, we developed external strengths that were uh, extraordinary or almost believed to be superhuman. And in the um, in ancient Africa, Tamare, these uh, superhuman individuals who themselves were protectors of the mysteries and the protectors of the king. These were the high priests of um, the mystery system. They were also the warrior kings or the warrior monks, as they were called in um, in, in um, China. Warrior monks are the Shaolin uh, masters of the Shaolin monks. It was spiritual uh, entities, spiritual individuals that knew how to fight. They were not fighting. The reason we learned to be fighting uh, different applications was due to um, taking 
those applications into subconscious now. So if one had developed protection here, here, protecting oneself in the subconscious world from the demons and ghouls that left within the mind. So when we don't have anything fighting in the subconscious ground, you know, not in the lower sense, then it's easy to get what we're supposed to get in the dream state and bring it back to the waking state. But when mm-hmm. there is complication, then it might not get there as fast, but like I said, uh, martial arts in the physical sense, and take it to the metaphysical, it, um, like I said, it brings that ability of protection. So staying peaceful, for one, in physical sense here, helps also because now that I have, you know, now that you know that you're protected, it's easy to obtain peace. So now that you're protected and you've got peace, it's easy to obtain prosperity. So it's hard to have prosperity without protection. And one is not going to be protected. Well, one is hard to have prosperity without peace. If you can't peaceful, I could be rich, but yeah, ain't going to be ain't going to have no peace. So I need peace to have prosperity. So definitely got to be peace. So how can I be peaceful if I don't have protection? So that's where you know building the strength within the inner body first, then the external. Takes place. And therefore, it's very important to always go from the heart first because inner strength begins with the heart intent. So, as uh, the physical body begins to become strong, then we can have, as we had that protected, then we can have the peace, and then we can have the prosperity. And that is all based around good health. All right, so by developing and build, by building and developing these these other sheets, these other bodies, then we build and develop their health. So again, the word Kong means discipline, the chi means energy or breath. So chi gong means to discipline the breath or to uh to breathing. Actually is basically twenty percent of inert nitrogen is seventy eight percent. Well, I mean, um the breath of the breathe where she refers to energy derived from the breathing of the breath, oxygen twenty percent, and then nitrogen is seventy eight percent. The cheese is also refers to the subtle vital energy of earth, nature, and universe. But this vital energy is also pertaining to um, dark energy or dark matter, and that's the essence. And that's um, the immaterial that flows into the material as well. So when we do chi guns, we're internal um, or inner size. These inner sizes involve air, steam, and pressure. So this air, steam, and pressure, it presses out and circulates to protect the internal body. So it's somewhat like a tire that's inflated. When the tire is inflated and has air in it, it lifts up the car and the car can move and all that. It's floating, but without the air in the tire, the tire is flat. It has no energy in it. The car ain't going nowhere. So breathing 
you know, can be, it's one of the most important aspects of our daily life. We can go without food for months, you know, sometimes years, you know, go without water for a month or three weeks and whatnot, but can't go without the breath only for a couple of seconds, and then we are pretty much done. So, through, again, through these different breathing exercises, we increase our vital energy and strengthen our organs, promote self-healing, and by increasing this this um, vital energy in the organs and in the cavities of the body, circulatory system, the, the lymphatic system, the nervous system, the endocrine glands, they all become activated with blood, spinal fluid, and hormones. And they all these hormones and well, all these fluids and whatnot um, metallo- I can't even say the word Meta- metabolize within the body they flow within the body a lot easier by way of these different um, breathing exercises as we were initially um, born when we were initially born the infinite doesn't have the lungs to breathe in the nose part so the infant doesn't actually use it in the same manner as we do when we come out of the womb. So when she or energy or breath enters the navel through the invisible cord, it then travels down to the perineum. Perineum is the space between um, scrotum and the anus of men, but it's that space in between. So the perineum, perineum then back up the sacrum region and through the spinal cord, the back of the spinal cord, up to the head, the back of the neck, up to the head, and then to the forehead, and then it travels down in front of the body from the tongue to the throat, the heart to the abdomen, and then back to the navel centers, where the chief pressure is, um, can be used. If you recognize the pattern of that movement, of that cycle, that is the microcycle orbit. So... The baby actually moves the energy within the invisible cord through the body, through the microcosmic orbit, and that's what, how the baby is infused with chi while in the womb. And this is where the microcosmic orbit is actually um, taken from, from this movement of chi while the baby is still in the womb. So in the beginning of our life on earth, our lungs are not strong enough. So the abdomen, being that it's the closest to our original source of energy, the navel, where the um, where, where, where an abundance of chi or essence or melanin is stored. So this is um, so this being the closest area to the original source, it has more chi pressure than the lungs. So the abdomen assists the lungs from pulling down on the diaphragm on the inhalation so that the lower portion of the lungs can be filled with air. And then in this way, the lungs use less energy but takes in more force or light force energy, force energy. So that way we have um, less energy exertion with, um, with more energy um, uh, efficiency. So we, we get we get more out of it for the fuck, basically. So as children, we continue to use the abdominal um, breathing inside 
But when we get older, we start to shallow breathe. So the prenatal life force or the essence is drained out of the navel and kidney areas, and gradually the tree pressure is lost. And with this loss of energy, it builds imbalances within the pressure of the, uh, or the, within the flow of energy through the system of the body. That slows down. Um, that slows down the energy of the body that is also in um, turn bringing about generation due to the lack of energy or the lack of the pressure that's built through uh, oxygen or air of different systems of the body. So as time goes on, these areas become congested due to heat being introduced in the chest, and then the head. So all the cold energy moves down to the sexual organs and leaks out, while the heat or hot energy moves up to the head and leaks out. So that's the reason why we might have headaches and throat issues, especially throughout the womb, and we may have um, back pains and leg problems throughout the summer. You know, because of the balance of yin yang. Yin being the winner in here, of the kidneys, kidneys located in the back. And also, kidney energy is a northern expression as far as um, the winter element and water. Water descends and ascends. So, the water uh, being that it flows downwardly, it always actually goes back up. And that's a, the flow of it should be back up as far as it brings into the kidneys and the heart so that it can cool off heart energy that's flowing through circulation so the energy is stagnated within that, that flow like a, a dam is, uh, or a obstruction of the, the cavities or those different uh, circulations. We call it sciatic in the leg. So cooling it off through uh, yin and bringing it in well, the heat is through the heart, so the heart energy goes to the head, and that causes the headache and throat problems, congestion, heart, ingestion, or whatever. Um, also, um, different things that can occur due to the imbalance. So, balancing will bring it back to the middle, bring both energies from high and low back to the middle. In place of just uh, the heart energy going up, which is in the middle, and the kidney energy going down, which is in the middle as well, but bringing both of them together. Swelling in that yin and yang, which is another episode altogether. But as uh, as we grow, it also begins to become a habit of um, shallow breathing. And now that cold energy that moves down, it causes, like I said, the pains in the legs, whatnot. And but eventually, as well as the heat it moves up, but eventually we and shut down or generate organs. So as we age, we also begin to lose um, this habit of abdominal breathing. The lungs are left to do all the breathing. Just. But chest breathing requires using greater energy to expand the rear cage, and it's also sufficient for filling the upper one-third of the only sufficient for filling the upper one-third of the lungs. This actually uses more energy than it creates. The scientists have even stated 
that with chest breathing, we only use one-third of our lung capacity to breathe. While with abdominal breathing, we can expand the amount of pressure exerted and the internal organs and the strength, and, uh, and the internal organs and strengthen the organs by voluntarily um, compressing and releasing them. So some of the physical aspects of uh, deep breathing exercises, be it, uh, be it, um, oh, shit. Oh, dang. oh, yeah, that's right. Let me get back on. Am I still on? I don't know. Maybe I am still on, but I'm about to, about to check it out. But um, in any way, I'm going to keep, I'm going to continue because my computer did go off, but that means live uh, out as far as uh, me being able to see what's going on on the computer is shut down right now. But I think I'm still in there on the phone, so we're good. Um, so what, one of the reasons for doing these type of exercises or exercises, again, is to um, to build and manage the internal organs in the doctor's system. It said in Kung Fu Practices, Masurah, a person's life force is said to depend primarily upon the endocrine glands and the hormones they produce. As we were speaking earlier, those seven um, endocrine glands, or seven chakras, also equivalent to the seven spectrums of the rainbow, but the seven colors within it, um, the martial arts system, ranking system. With Iron Shirt Qigong, the practitioner is able to increase the flow of hormones produced by the endocrine glands. The most integral aspect of these exercises is to cleanse and strengthen the organs. Strong detoxified organs are important to living a full and healthy life. So with these exercises, it will strengthen the organs, help to cleanse out toxins, waste materials, and sediment in the organs, and convert the fat stored in layers of connective tissue. So this um, energy, this vitality, is then stored in the connective tissue layers where it works like a cushion to protect the organs. This process can, can be compared to a tire which then is inflated with air. The body may be seen as consisting of three layers. The innermost layer, which is made of the internal organs that produce the energy, the essence of a layer consisting of the fascia, bones, and tendons, and the muscles, which constitute the outer bone of the body. So after being developed in the internal organs, the energy is distributed throughout the fascia, and then it is in turn distributed through the muscle and the whole entirety of the body. Connecting every tissue of the body is a thick sheet called the fascia. The fascia links the various parts of the inner body to the entirety of the whole body. The fascia covers the heart, lungs, stomach, liver, kidneys, and all the organs of the body as protective layer, and, that, and all the organs of the body as protective regenerative and nourishing properties. So the fascia covers all these these organs. It acts as an energizing chamber for these organs as well by storing fat and converting that fat into energy. 
the fasciest is extremely important in the practice of Asher because it is the most pervasive tissue in the body. It's everywhere. And it's believed that by the means, it's believed that this is the means that were the energy is distributed along the acupressure route, the energy points, as well as like the, the different glands, these are the melanin centers where energy is um, being absorbed into being initially were being um, transmitted throughout, throughout the body, contributing to the divine flow. To better understand how fascia, how the fascia, the organs, and the, um, the vitality or the life force energy relates to one another, you can look at an egg. So, you could get an egg and put it in a balloon, an airfield balloon, and you'll see that it takes a little bit to crack that egg. You know what I'm saying? But that's, that would be equivalent to one layer of chi in the fascia. You put another layer over that egg, another balloon, airfield balloon, and it cushion that egg even furthermore. So that's another layer of chi or or energy, or vitality over the organ. But then you build up even more chi, or vitality over the, within the fascia. Then you have, with, and you, or you put a big balloon over an egg, it's bouncing around, and there ain't nothing touching it. It's like it's floating, it's just bouncing. You know, it's barely getting hurt or affected by anything externally. So that's, uh, that's how... Uh, we could look at um, the fascia and organs as well as the relationship of vital energy and how the participation and building of that energy and becoming more advanced with it can uh, bring about protection on a physical aspect as well as the spiritual, the spiritual plane. When it's... Um, when she and the fascia or the energy and the fascia act in the same way to protect the organ, it's like a, an elastic protective layer just as the balloon. So it expands the air, and so as the energy expands, the air expands within the balloons, and it, it creates this pressure that fills the fascia which surrounds the organs. So like the balloons surround the egg. So as the energy or the chi goes in, it expands the air that's within the balloon or in, within the fascia that's around the, the organ or the egg, and it protects the organs. So when the pressure is reduced, then sickness is increased because of a weakened constitution. The organs can eventually collapse upon themselves, and this can cause disease or uneasiness. So within different uh, deep meditation exercises or exercises, there's a few of them out there, external and external qigongs. Uh, certain qigongs, are, I think there are like four different um, fundamental qigongs. There would be, there would be um, spiritual qigongs, medicinal qigongs, uh, martial qigongs, as well as scholarly qigongs. I look at all of them like the spiritual uh, because it takes a spirit to activate the movement. So 
you have to have intelligence to do it, first of all, in order for it to, to, to be martial or to be scholarly or to be medicinal. You have to have spirit involved. So the spiritual Qigongs are, in a nutshell, all of them, all of them in one. Um, but when dealing with uh, those different Qigongs, you will be building uh, fascia regardless because of the movements. So these uh, Qigongs, some of them are more advanced and more um, directed towards, like, muscles, dealing with martial Qigongs. Some are directed towards more, like, the organ systems dealing with healing with medicinal Qigong. Some are pertaining to um, missile or, or um, intellectual type of advancements that's dealing with scholarly Qigong. Then some are generating solely around um, uh, the muscle, medicinal, scholarly, and um, um, what's the other one? Martial, medicinal, scholarly, and uh, so spiritual. As I said before, spiritual is all of them. So, so yeah, we get the spiritual jumping off as uh as the as the shell. I but when it's uh when we're practicing these different internal and external exercises, it's always going to be building some type of fascia and strengthening these sheets, these different bodies as well. So when we're filled with this um, vitality, this energy, the fascia layers covering the organs act as energizers. Chi pressures, again, when it's reduced, there's no energy, so there's no protection. Therefore, it weakens the constitution of the organ system and in turn can weaken the immunity and cause disease or uneasiness within the individual way to do it. So, when the fascia is weak, the muscles are weakened as well, and the bone structure will not hold together. So we can have, we'll have weakened bones cause uh, inflammation from cartilage not being as strong due to the fact that the energy or the the um, vitality that's being stored that's not getting stored in the fascia is not it's, since it's not present then those uh, ligaments that are connected or the connective tissue that is within the ligaments being fascia. And it's within the um, tendons and muscles are weakened, so the the rubbing effect happens, and that pain happens, that inflammation, that heat happens, and that in turn will create um, pain within the body, and and that's just weakens the bone structure, and we call it arthritis or whatever. And as we spoke last week, the human body is always regenerating new cells. We have a new a completely new structure within two years, within one year, 94% of the body has been made anew, new brain within one year as well. So every month we have new cells to form the skin on the body. So there's a constant turnover of most of the cells of the body and replacements are governed by the ongoing needs of the body. So if there are 
always needs taking place in the body, a constant turnover, a change of the energy. And sometimes there's so much of the change that we may be in debt to the energy or maybe come bankrupt that it can cause uh, fractures or brittles within the connective areas of the fascia that will weaken the entirety of the body somehow due to the fascia being the connective tissue of all the body. It's the most minute aspect of the connectivity of the body. When we are young, our bones are filled with marrow or, you know, bone marrow, but throughout our adulthood, our bones gradually hollow out. So, as they hollow out, they deal with fat and produce fewer blood cells until they become weakened and eventually, you know, we had these falls and these breaks at an older age and we got these hip replacements and all these other things that's going on. So with these different deep meditations, meditative exercises as a Tai Chi Chi Guns or just meditation, some type of deep movement, deep slow moving exercise or even the harder applications or um, harder movements and harder forms, it helps um, reabsorb the life force back into the bones. And then this can then be transformed into bone marrow to strengthen the bone structure. So like uh, one of the my favorites is hugging the tree. It's also called the iron shirt, but hugging the tree is when you uh, have your hands out in that circular. It's like they're at chest level. The hands are four inches apart, but you're breathing through the hands and you stand it into the correct posture with the correct structure. And it just you can feel the strength over over time, you can feel the strength that it's accumulating and building within the musculoskeletal system. And it's very positive and very good, you know. And we do need to have a strong foundation for, you know what I'm saying, as far as being able to do what we gotta do while we're doing it. You know what I'm saying? You know, so uh, the other day, out there doing doing the work, you know, doing what we got to do. We got to, you know, we do, if you're doing your work, you, you know what I'm, what I'm talking about. But out there and moving around, you know, not feeling like doing that yet. It's, it's because it was, I think it rained. It was like the day before it was hot, sun out. The next day rain, so it was like those opposing forces, if you want to call it that. You know, they mess with the emotions, try to, so we, being human, we have that reactive mind to where we can have choices, like, I'm going to do this or I'm not going to do this, and it's because of this, you know, we make excuses. So, uh, I was supposed to do a few things on the Monday that it rained. Well, yesterday was Monday, Sunday. It was a hard day workout, and I was like, I'm tired, I'm just sick. But, uh, ended up getting called by my foot for some reason. Oh, yeah, some uh, something happened at the restaurant where she had to work. But the things happened in the family with my, my niece got sick. But I had to go to the doctor. I had to go to work at the restaurant in place of doing what I was doing. I'm on the highway, but I get right, do what I'm doing with myself and whatever, all that good stuff. 
she called me and she like uh come in and did the best home while I take my daughter to the hospital. Um, like no, bah. you know, <laughs> you know that's the reactive mind, of course. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking, who else you gonna call? Uh, you can't call too many people at this moment. It's a pivotal moment, but you know, so I, I had to get that inner strength. It ain't, it's nothing to do with, you know, be picking up something and, and moving it, nothing like that. It's just uh, knowing that we have battles that we fight, and it ain't necessarily a battle against an opposition that's outside of ourselves. Sometimes it's just that thought in our head, you know, that that's the first opposing voice or the first opposing um, maybe in our life is our own self, you know what I'm saying? So opposition self can sometimes be a, a great uh, disadvantage in, in this battle because we don't know we're battling ourselves externally because it, it seems like it's something outside of us. But, you know, so I got over it. Turned around, you know, without question, and really thought about it like, damn, I wasn't going to turn around. But yeah, so sometimes we do need to um, take that deep breath, you know, consciously, you know, take that deep breath and think about what's about to take place and what am I doing in the first place. So yeah, inner strength, driven the inner strength, men have, you know, different things like that helps with. Um, that aspect as well because of non-emotionality, but also helps with um, being able to just get up and go. <laughs> so, yeah, the longer, deeper breaths, you know, with deep conscious breathing, it helps deliver a sufficient quantity of oxygen to cleanse the body of all those waste materials, you know what I'm saying? All that sediment and toxins like uric acid and um, carbon dioxide, get that on the out of there so it won't develop into, like, gout, whatever, through the uric acid or any type of uh, toxins that could develop into other illnesses. So as we gradually increase our vitality, Um, this will create the cushions or the the um, pressure to protect and strengthen the organ. So the heart will will not have to work as much, and circulation will increase. So, like doing two guns in Tai Chi, we're not moving hard like in hard external exercises, lifting weights or, or running or something like that. Yet, we are increasing circulation blood movement and movement of um, fluids throughout the body, metabolism. So by not, by um, conserving the energy, you know what I'm saying, the vital energy, we can use that energy to enrich our spiritual purposes and for our creative life. So these these slow-moving exercises um, enhances the heart, yet it doesn't increase the work of the heart. It only increases the circulation of the blood flow of the heart. But we're not losing as much. We're actually gaining. So then the more you do, the more you gain. There's an old Shaolin um, saying, more practice, more chi. 
So the more she wants to develop, then the more practice of developing that she be it slow moving martial arts, meditation, or hard harder forms, um, internal martial arts, external martial arts, whatever the case may be, just increasing the the um, vitality will increase longevity, strength, inner strength, and external strength. It also will um, eliminate blocks within the energy systems of the body or those sheets, different subtle bodies. So, yeah, we definitely have bodies. I'm going back into this first world order. First world book by Dr. Arlene. Right here on page, I had it marked where it goes up. Um, oh, yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Yes. Bodies, the 12 different bodies. We're going to go to the seven. We're going to the mortal body. So we start with the physical body. The physical body is the mortal body. This is the um, the creative ego, the personality. It's the first, the child, it's the, um, the first developers as the personal center, the eye. The point of gravity is the right brain, the dream world. It's matched between eight from zero to seven. And the personality is formed. Um, the third body, that's the lower astral body, this is in relation to objects. The ego realizes that it has a body, starting to um, notice itself. This is puberty, it's the beginning of, of sex, of the personal awareness of death, initiated here. Um, Along with the possessing of things, I'm this is the mind. You know, you hear the children at the age at this age from seven fourteen. That's mine. That's mine. Um, this the, uh, also this the learning stage is primarily in imitative, it means we learn from imitation. Um, basically, we're impressionable. The things around us is are are building our personality at this age from seven fourteen. Uh, in tribal cultures, this is the stage. Um, ended with initiation. This is the, called the rites of passage. It's, still, it's normally at this age between seven to fourteen. This is when this this is mastered. The lower astral body is mastered at this age. This is also why the rites of passage is done at this time, so that the lower part of the body would be mastered. So as the fourteen year old would go into cult into their uh, culture or to that um, whatever um, tribe they were in to become adults, because they were adults officially at the age of 14 or 15, and they would have uh, they, they would have acknowledged the responsibility of life and knowing self, so that it would be easier for them to do as though as they are, having uh, obtained the rights of passage. That's in the initiation processes that were developed in the ancient um, African systems. All right, so the third aspect of the body is the Emotional body, that's the higher astral body. 
it is the now nature, it's the learning, the, uh, it's the nature of learning should change and take on new importance. So the nature of learning changes here and takes on new importance. The young adult begins to be concerned with the judgment and synthesis of factual data. They formulate their own ideas and begin to see themselves as part of a system of ideas. The judgment here tends to be simplistic, seeing everything in black and white terms. The scientific intelligence can awaken and either great supportive enthusiasm or negative skepticism tends to develop depending on the teachers. The identification with and loyalty to a peer group is a common idea for this stage of development. This identification with a peer group beyond this age is a danger, though. The young person must find their individuality at 21 years of age in order to continue to grow. This stage is normally is mastered between the ages of 14 to 21. This is the higher astral body. And it says right here, note that the lower and higher astral bodies are the lower spiritual body. So the higher astral body is the emotional body. The lower astral body is the etheric body. The mental body. The mental body is in most societies the 21st 21st years represents the passage into adulthood. At this stage, education should continue from inner um, initiative with the teacher's role becoming secondary. The new adult starts their own home and family and gains independence from the parents normally. This is matched between the age of 21 to 28. The higher mental causal body. Learning now changes to the mastery of certain idle skills which have been previously learned and to mastery of language and content. The children, the role of teacher must be carried out in education and support. Creative energy based on sexuality becomes the basis of effort. This stage is normally mastered between the ages of 28 and 35. But here, learning changes from mastery of certain idle skills to mastery of um, learned skills, to mastery of language and counts and consciousness. So things that we have conscious of, what we've learned is the things we're aware of in the physical sense. So the consciousness now brings together what we've learned in the physical sense towards the wise words, you know what I'm saying, through participation of that experience and bring about that understanding. This match between the ages of 20 to 35, the higher um, or the um, Buddhist body, the cosmic Christ body, is the highest spiritual body. This is when one sells oneself make, to make a living. The focus now shifts from chain sexual energy into creative energy, or the sexuality into the creative uh, energy. And it is also the time to clear the conscious experience of reality. The person must sense what usage can be to the general movement and a change of things. So the fitting of this of this special creative gifts into the general economy. The person in this stage focused on work applying what they have mastered in that last stage. This stage is normally mastered between the ages of thirty five to forty two. It's here that forty represents spiritual maturity, completion and spiritual maturity. So here's where one should um Focus on what they have learned and use what they've learned or their, um, their passion as far as um, 
being a sexual, using, channeling the sexual energy into creative energy for the greater good of all, you know, so using their passion that is benefiting everyone for, um, for um, purposes of gaining um, a living or making a living. The last, the last one I'm going to go over is uh, the seventh one. That is the immortal body or the soul guide body. This is the refined spiritual body. So halfway through life, the center of gravity passes from private to public life. Focus shifts to establishing community position and to social responsibility. Social behavior is refined and polished. This stage is normally mastered between the age of 42 and 49. So in this stage of life, the God body or the immortal body, the soul body, now moves from private to public life and establishes a community position and a social responsibility. So going out there and really getting active in this community at this time uh, of life. And this this is the body. This is matched between 42 to 49, but this is the immortal body or the soul or the God body, the refined spiritual body. Of the seven different aspects of um, of the bodies, it's uh, in its esoteric meaning. Metaphysical language is, of course, the retransformation of words or definition to open up different portals of thought. So it's the retransformation of symbols that we have, the words that we have so that we can open up different corners of thought, different avenues and descriptions of what is given to us. So body building for ourselves. It's been a long haul. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's my, my two-hour day, so Marty Day, Mars Day, Marshall Day. So one of them move around with you know, the train outside. I got it in this morning for a little minute. Um, but give thanks. So with the body builders, the temple builders, the temple builders, like I was saying earlier, uh, were the high priests. The high priests were protecting the mysteries of um, the mysteries of of uh, what, what we call the Memphite theology. Were uh, pretty much protecting the mysteries of the temple. So the mysteries, the wisdom that the Nagas were protecting. Was basically um, the end was protecting. They were basically protecting how to enhance the physical body, so that you can enhance all the other aspects of the body, or the thing that is creating the physical body in the first place. So by enhancing inner first, or the inner reality, initially, then we are giving way to enhancing the physical body. The inner strength, when one deals with the inner strength first, and I, I did, I have done this, so um, I noticed the, the difference in my, the the uh, actual applying of my strength. Certain things I had to learn was not to move too hard. With, I had to do Tai Chi movements sometimes. Sometimes I, I, yeah, I tend to. 
lot of stuff over it. It ain't about physical strength. It's just about basically the inner strength that there that can be utilized sometimes inadvertently because of the movement that's already taking place, so slowing down, you know, participating with your energy a little bit. But, you know, we are bodybuilders, being that we are the, the ancient Tamarans, uh, Tamatians. So we, we're building these temples, you know what I'm saying, building the bodies up through different practices. You know, and some of these practices, it's good to have a good, competent teacher around. Again, I, you know, I'm selling myself again. I'm here and I'm available. I love the inner martial arts. I'm uh, going on a certain age, and I, and I know I'm going to be doing this the rest of my life. It's, it's what I do, you know what I'm saying, all day, every day, just about I, I attempt to uh, participate with uh, the internal, external aspects of martial arts or matura. So, I mean, the external values, of course, are self-defense um, measures where one is, um, you know, doing those, you know, knows those different, you know, techniques and, and moves and whatever. It's good stuff, but if I'm not internally strong, especially mentally strong, so that's when we get that emotional thing and unify with the, with the mind. So this really helps by doing these different, different techniques. We didn't really go over any practices tonight, but just just showing and proving, you know, seeing that the body is a temple and we are the temple builders. And uh, noticing that that breath is very important in that processing of the temple or the body. That's why all those different, you, know, you look at those different valves uh, or different openings that they have in the temples and the pyramids. You know, just for the air to get in there, the air pockets or whatever to get in there and whatnot, I guess, you know, could be. But yet, still, they are there. And the temple is um, a representation of the physical body as far as the external changes are concerned. So it's a nice step right there. The temple builders, the body builders, you know. And you know, lift weights, if you, if you, that's, that's what you do. I lift weights, you know, I, I got my 20 pounds over there, 20 pound uh, weights, and then I got uh, my weight jacket, 40 pounds. I use that with the internal and the external martial arts at times. The weight jacket, I run with it at times, but um, especially I'm gonna get it. On, I'm gonna get it on the floor though. I'm gonna meditate, do some yoga. I ain't thinking about lifting the weights. That's in, in the morning time. The first part of that, I do some weight lifting, and I um, then I do a little bit more. I do some qigong or tai chi to settle the energy as well, and, and have a, a good light breath. Probably drink something in the morning. You know, I might eat a bowl of cereal or whatever. it usually on the time. But most definitely, um, get I get that cool down in that light meditation or, or whatnot after doing the exercise. So the exercise is cooling down, getting that yarn flowing, balancing the yin. I mean, getting that yin flowing, balancing the yarn. It's uh, positive and, and it's, it's uh, beautiful. So you know, remember Matsura, Matsura. To discipline the body by way of the light, or by way of spirit, spirit mind activation, so that the, the physical body 
can do what it do. You know, this is a vehicle. It, it requires fuel to um, to move thoroughly. So when the fuel is um, being depleted due to um, it's, it's not acquiring a, a, an abundant amount or acquiring an effective amount that we need to uh, keep it on the, the up and up and going, you know what I'm saying? Then yet it, it can have uh, have issues because the body can have issues. So we got to keep it built up, keep it flowing, keep it juicing, you know, keep it vibrant, keep, keep it youthful. So this is one. This is the best way to do that. And when that's happening, then the other body are just gonna come online because first and foremost, it requires the spirit, which is basically the fuel for the soul or whatnot to do all these other things. So it requires spirit for all these uh, other bodies or sheets or subtle bodies to uh, activate. So without the spirit, there ain't nothing jumping with the body. Alright. That said, you go ahead and fade out again. We'll get back with y'all on the next episode. That will be um next Marty Tips Tricks Tuesday. So I'm gonna close out with a little something here. Since one of my people is right here, ladies one the uh the other end of uh, 12 density there, the polarity is going to play hyper. He's the other voice. Take peace of some brother I can rock. Yeah. I can rock baby right there. Doing his thing. He's in the studio on the other end, but I'm going to play this on the fade out. See y'all next week. Peace. Our planet is the fourth in distance from the star you call Sirius. Some 8.7 light years from fantastic. This is the first time we have left our system. And you, the first intelligent life we've encountered. We're pleased to meet you. Fantastic. I stand 10 feet tall on the nine-step pyramid in Tolo, Mexico. Call me Quetzalcoatl, the high priest magician, holding a commission system. Raising three sons with 12 planets orbiting a serene existence. Dimension shifting, not poles. Prompted to the 12th density, the old soul. Third eyes open, we see the truth, divine light. Conducting doing their sharp solar energy engulfs the king's gallery. Two halves they hold, you're breaking the mold to the pattern of your reality. In the meditative state, your true self is revealed. The hidden power to heal the mind, body, and spirit. There's nothing to fear. Ascension levels are near. Ancient ancestors channel stay clear. Living in harmony with all cycles of evolution. Unifying as one, that's the solution. We're building our life force energy. So we meditate. We gotta meditate. Eat the right foods. Conserve, don't waste. Meditate. You know we meditate. Moderate physical or mental activities, meditate, you gotta meditate, living in harmony with all cycles of evolution, meditate, yeah we meditate, meditate, open your third eye, open your chakras, G-O-D is I, magnetic propulsion, carbon in my skin, 
second to make you think you breathe in oxygen. 3D downgrade, so I had to elevate. Had to get my mind right, spirit keep my body straight. Hologram world, got to put together pieces. We are all, holy Bible sticks you with Jesus. In the West they pray, in the East we meditate. The United States fall fucked up, while everybody else is straight. So I had to obtain life force energy, cosmic energy. Everything is energy. Most crop circles, duh, come from meditation. Gandhi walked the world while locked up through the meditation. From here to whenever, breathe in your nose. Exhale out your mouth and stay on your toes. Meditate. We're building our life force energy, so we meditate. We gotta meditate. Eat the right foods, conserve, don't waste. Meditate. You know we meditate. Moderate physical and mental activities. Meditate. You gotta meditate. Living in harmony with all cycles of evolution. Meditate. Yeah, we meditate. Life force energy, so we meditate. We gotta meditate. Eat the right foods, conserve, don't waste. Meditate, you know we meditate. Moderate physical and mental activities. Meditate, you gotta meditate. Living in harmony with all cycles of evolution. Meditate, yeah, we meditate. Fantastic. 